Sometimes life events become a total game changer. Your old life is over and you have to adjust to permanent changes that take your life in a new direction, whether you want to or not. These are the situations that test our resolve, our fortitude, and our ability to point our life GPS in a new direction. These are not moments that we can pivot. They are times when we need to point our energy to a new horizon. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. November 21st, 1963, was the last day of my old, normal life. It was a Thursday, so I would have gone to school. I was in kindergarten, and I loved my school, my teachers, and my friends. I thought about my dream to become a ballerina. My most cherished possession at the time was a little musical jewelry box with a tiny ballerina in it who twirled around when the lid was raised and the music played. November 22, 1963, was the first day of my new, changed life. It was a Friday. My parents picked me up from school after lunch because I didn't feel well. I was allowed to lie down on the couch, a rare treat. When I tried to get up and I couldn't move, my parents rushed me to the hospital. The last thing I remember is looking out the back window of the car while I was laying on the back seat at all the stars in the sky. A week later, I woke up from a coma, not knowing why I could not feel anything on my body, not realizing that I was paralyzed from the neck down until I heard the doctors tell my parents that I would never walk again. I had to make a decision in that moment at the young age of five years. I could take the doctor's prognosis and spend the rest of my life flat on my back, never being able to regain my mobility or I could resist and fight it and learn to walk and move again. That's what I did, but it took five years and it was a painful, hard and challenging process and progress was often slow. It was an event that forever altered my life. I lost my sense of balance, 30% of my muscle control in my right leg. I have permanent nerve and muscle damage and I would never fulfill my dream of becoming a ballerina. Instead, I had to find other pathways to expand my gifts, to find a new point of excellence that would define my life. And I did. I've always had strong intuition, so I developed my intuitive skills. I've always been a good writer and speaker, so I honed my writing and speaking skills. 
And in school, even though I was never picked for sports because I was in a wheelchair or walking with braces and crutches, I was always the smartest one in the room and was highly sought after for help with homework and papers. I could not pivot my way out of the situation, even though I would have been glad to trade places with anyone else. I wanted my mobility back, my balance back, my ability to walk without braces for support back. I wanted to run like the other children, to play outside, to be able to explore a vast horizon of potential instead of waiting patiently for my parents to pick me up from school because I couldn't take the bus. Or lying in bed waiting for someone to help me with my leg braces and wheelchair so I could get up. While the concept of pivoting, of turning in a different direction, is the new spin on how to address a live challenge. When faced with catastrophic challenges, we can't pivot. Whatever has happened to us is permanent, a lasting reminder of how our life has changed and what will never become possible for us. Catastrophic life events alter our physical and energetic congruence, the fit and flow of energy in our lives that we carefully guard so our lives feel right, they make sense, and we feel safe and secure. Above all, we need to have harmony where the energy flows effortlessly and we feel in control. Congruence is part of our five soul energy priorities, and they are an important aspect of our 360-degree energy model, a process I created in my trademark Becoming 360 program. When that model is interrupted or shattered, we lose all of our focus and grounding. Our energy is scattered and chaotic as we try to bring ourselves back into energetic harmony, back into a reality that makes sense, where we feel safe and secure. But as you know, with catastrophic life events, the past is over and a new reality has started, whether we like it or not. Usually we don't because it means a total overhaul of our energy priorities, our becoming 360 degree model and our entire life. Have you ever noticed that anyone who has experienced a significant life trauma divides their life into two parts, events before the trauma and events after the trauma? The life trauma becomes a marker, a dividing point between old and new, comfortable and uncomfortable, the life we wish we still had versus the one we have to deal with now. Now we have to learn to point in a new direction, using our energy to create a new life path that integrates our challenge into a new life paradigm. Pivoting doesn't work. Pointing is how we learn to integrate the challenge and make our life work again. Imagine a soldier who loses his legs and has to decide how he's going to manage his life now. Imagine a mother who loses her children and husband, as one of my clients did, and has to create a new life for herself. Imagine the person who dedicates their life to a career that abandons them and they have to start over. Imagine the wife whose husband leaves her and she has to figure out how to survive alone and maybe that includes how to support her children. There are countless examples of people who've had to learn to point in a new direction because pivoting is not an option. Pivoting implies leaving the challenges behind, somehow abandoning the catastrophe and simply starting off in a new direction. 
Pointing, on the other hand, means we move forward with all of our baggage, the inconveniences, life and health challenges, the pain, the regrets, and the aftermath of whatever has irrevocably just changed our life. No matter how much we wish they were not part of our life now, they are. And we have to do more than just learning to live with them. We have to learn to thrive with them in spite of their limitations, challenges, and annoying inconveniences. My old life ended on November 21st, 1963. And a new life that I did not consciously choose or want began on November 22nd, 1963. I could not pivot away from the paralysis or nerve or muscle damage or loss of balance. Those would be with me for the rest of my life. I had to learn to point in a new direction so my energy could expand and I could thrive in spite of my challenges. How do you learn to point? Let's look at the five steps I've created for that process. The P in point is for process. We have to process the challenge and its aftermath. We go through the various stages of denial, grief, anger, acceptance, and finally repurposing the challenge into something we can learn to live with and even excel with. Or we can give up and stop living altogether. That's a choice too. Earlier, I mentioned my client who'd lost her husband and child in a terrible accident. And in that brief moment, her life changed forever. Her way of coping was to retreat, to become a hermit, to become agoraphobic. She didn't leave her house for three years. Friends helped her, brought her groceries, made sure that she had what she needed. People checked up on her every day. Lost in her grief, she could not bear to leave her house. One day she called me, completely out of the blue. I didn't even know she was one of my followers. And she asked me if I could help her, if I would be willing to work with her. She was one of my very first life coaching clients. At first, I didn't really know what to do, and I let her know I was not a licensed psychologist. She clearly had some pretty serious issues, had suffered a catastrophic loss. But while I was willing to try, if she had more serious problems, she really needed to seek professional advice. And she was seeing a psychologist, but they couldn't help her with what she really wanted to know. So we worked together for 18 months. At first, there was no progress. She could not come out of her shell. And then gradually, she learned to point in a new direction. She found the courage to go to the grocery store with support. She went out to run a few errands with someone there to support her in case she had a problem. And then she was brave enough to go to the store by herself. And then she could leave her house and run errands by herself. She even left her house and went away to visit a friend. Finally, she met a new man. She sold her house. She moved away and started a new life for herself. While her life has been irrevocably changed, she learned to point in a new direction. She became confident and she learned how to be happy again. The O in point is for ownership. It's so easy to fall into the victimhood of why me? I know this very well. I used to wonder, why me? Why was I paralyzed? I have a brother and a sister. What happened to them? 
Why was I the only one that this happened to? Why did I have to lose my mobility, lose my dreams, and suffer the way that I did until I could learn how to walk again? We can wish the challenge would go away and hope that somehow we, or the universe, will manifest a miracle and make it all just disappear. And that is something that is part of the process, and we engage in some degree of wishful thinking, but it can't become permanent because it's not going to go away. This is our new reality, and we need to own it. The I in point is for integration. Since I pioneered the concept of integration in my writing and teaching 15 years ago, I have been teaching that it's a process of fitting in of bringing new elements into our life and creating physical, emotional, and energetic space for them. Integration is the most important aspect of manifestation, and it's one of the least spoken about. It should be considered on a greater level because it is the primary reason why we fail to get what we want, to manifest new opportunities and have lasting joy. We need to learn how to integrate, how to bring in new energies, and then create the space for them to occupy in our lives. The end in point is for neutralizing fear. We're going to be afraid. It is very scary, and I speak firsthand about this, to have your life changed instantly by situations that you can't control, and then have to remake your life to integrate them, to try and live a normal life in spite of what's happened to you. Fear is always a constant threat to our well-being. It is an ever-present reminder that we can't control our reality and often what happens to us. But we don't neutralize fear by ignoring it, overcoming it, or even challenging it. We neutralize fear by recognizing the true source of our fear, which is consequences. I always teach that fear is not a thing. We don't fear fear. We fear consequences. Mitigating consequences means we address every consequence we fear and then create a solution for it. We raise its vibration, we find a new energetic angle, and we move on. The T in point is for taking control. In spite of what has happened, we control the eventual outcome. We control whether we are victimized by our challenge or emerge from it victorious. We control whether we stand up or give up, whether we decide we're going to walk no matter what the doctors say, or take their prognosis and resign ourselves to a life of paralyzed misery. Now, I want to share another story with you about a friend of mine. And just as a warning, this story does not have a happy ending. This is a story of someone who experienced a catastrophic life challenge and in the end decided that his life was no longer worth living. My friend, and I'll call him Mike, which is not his real name, was 21 years old. He was the adrenaline junkie before adrenaline junkies was a thing. He played every sport. He was an incredibly gifted athlete. He hiked, he biked, he went skydiving, he went mountain climbing, he went cliff diving. Every kind of extreme sport you can imagine, he was there at the head of the line. They hadn't invented bungee jumping at the time, but I'm sure it's something he would have enjoyed doing. He also used to go parasailing. And this is where he would strap himself to what looked like a big kite and take off in a boat and the motion would lift him up and he would go sailing above the water hundreds of feet in the air. 
He loved it. And he wanted to go higher and higher, so he would make the cord longer and longer. And one day, the clip that held him to the cord broke. There was a lot of tension on the line that was hooked to the boat, and it was fastened by a big clip on the harness he wore. One day, he was almost 300 feet in the air, and the clip broke. And he fell into the water, into the lake that he was flying over. He hit the water at an incredible rate of speed, broke his spine in numerous places, and although he wasn't killed, he was permanently paralyzed. He was a paraplegic. He would no longer walk again. He was confined to a wheelchair. He had to live with his parents. No more sports, no more activities, no more doing anything he loved. At first, he tried to pivot, pretending nothing happened. His life was going to be the same no matter what. The only difference was he couldn't walk. So he continued to hang out with his friends who would have to help him carry him upstairs, things like that. He tried to get a job. He got a car with the hand controls because he couldn't use his legs. He could drive around. He had a lot of friends and a lot of people who supported him. But after the accident, eventually they all went back to their lives. Their lives hadn't changed except they were feeling very bad for him. He tried to just pretend nothing happened. And he gradually realized that this wasn't going to work. He was going to have to deal with what happened to him. So he tried to point in a new direction. But his heart wasn't in it. His mobility was the most important thing to him. And having to live without the mobility was a greater and greater challenge with each passing day. Finally, one day, his mother called me and said he'd taken his life. He couldn't do it anymore. He was 23. He had lived two years with being totally paralyzed. As I said, the story does not have a happy ending. And sometimes our life challenge stories do not. And it's not that the happy ending involves them going away, being miraculously cured, or somehow everything just seems to magically work out and we just go, oh, that was difficult. I hope I never have to do that again. That would be nice, but that's not what happened. My client who lost her family did not get her husband and daughter back. The people I've worked with who've suffered catastrophic life events, their life does not go back to normal. They don't revert back to the moment before that happened and everything just gets put back together. This is not Dallas and the death of JR is a big fake out. This is real life. I will never get my full mobility back. I will never have my sense of balance back. And with your catastrophic life challenges, you know that your life will never get back to where it was before. But don't pivot in an attempt to run away from or avoid your life challenges. Point yourself in a new direction. Process the grief for the life you'll never have, for what you've lost, for what will never be a future for you. And then set an intention for a new beginning. Take control. Learn to rise above the fear by setting intentions for your life, by understanding the consequences and creating solutions for them. The old life may never be possible for you, but you can create a new point of excellence for yourself and learn to leverage the pain to create a life of joy. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. 
If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.